Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. We are back with another wonderful, encouraging, excellent, exciting episode of The Landlord Diaries. It's your host, Kelly Bailey and Katie Lyon from the Furnish Finder marketing team with midterm rentals in Texas, Iowa. Where else are you, Katie? All my midterms are in Iowa right now. Perfect. There are properties elsewhere, but all the midterms are in the good old Midwest. <laughs> well, Katie, who do we have with us today? Today, we get to talk with Angelina. And Angelina is, she has a really unique perspective because she's also a very successful realtor. So she also walks, she walks us through her process that she takes clients through for identifying and securing their very own rental property. So it's really interesting to see, you know, the process, the steps she goes through and very informative, good note-taking episode. And I'm excited for everyone to hear this one. Today, we talk with Angelina Grant Ashanti in Atlanta, Georgia. Angelina is a top producing real estate agent in Atlanta, midterm rental investor, and MTR coach for her clients. Angelina helps clients find the right property, renovate it, and list it on Furnish Finder. We just so appreciate you being with us today, Angelina. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, doing great. It's starting to the weather's starting to change in Texas, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it will be melting much longer. Not for much longer. So, Angelina, you have a really powerful story. You grew up in a family of real estate investors. You found yourself on welfare at 21. Um, you bought your first real estate investment property at 23, and now you sell millions in real estate every year and have 23,000 followers on Instagram uh, that soak up your real estate content. So give us that story. Like, how did you get started? How did you find yourself on welfare? And, you know, give us, wrap us up with how you've become who you are today. Okay. So I grew up in rural Georgia with my grandparents on a farm that they owned. Um, so they already owned their, they owned the land, they owned the farm. We had pigs, we had, you know, we, we grew our own, um, food and everything. Um, so I grew up watching them own that property, um, and tend to it. Um, my mother always lived in Atlanta and she came to visit me every other weekend. She was a teenage mom when she had me. So my grandparents raised me. So uh, my mom actually bought a property when she was 26 years old. And once I was 15, I moved with my mom. And, and I, so from I went from seeing my grandparents own their property to now moving in with my mom, who's now early, young, you know, in like I think her early 30s and the property that she owned at 26. We lived there. Um, I watched her. It was like every two to three years she would pull money out of the property. It was almost like a cash cow. I watched her do it. I watched my grandparents do it. And the only thing I did know was home ownership growing up. Um, another thing that I watched my mother do was turn that property into income property. 
So we had three bedrooms. My mother always said, if you have an extra bedroom, you got a moneymaker. So she always rented out that, that additional bedroom to help pay the mortgage in that home. What type of people stayed with y'all? Um, my mom worked at a plant. She worked at Keebler Cookies when I was growing oh, up. Oh, so, yum. Delicious. Yeah, so, so we got to eat cookies all the time. <laughs> and she would bring home coworkers <laughs> because it was like if someone needed a place to stay, they came and stayed with my mom. It was it was not like anyone that we didn't trust. It was always somebody that was, you know, became like a, uh, we call it family, like a friend that's called a family. So that, that's what they became. Um, so... Um, that was early on. And then once I graduated from high school, which I graduated high school in Atlanta, um, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, kind of bounced around, um, was irresponsible, and then ended up um, getting pregnant with my daughter, who is now 30, who, who I love dearly. Um, and when I got pregnant with her, uh, my mother, um, she did what she should have done. She was very strict and she was not playing with me with that. I was not about to live in her house and have a child. So um, once my daughter was born, she actually um, got me my first apartment. She paid the first month's rent, um, the last month's rent and the deposit and let me take my bedroom set and my TV with me. And I struggled. I mean, um, and while I was struggling, I had to get on welfare to take care of me and my daughter. And one of the reasons why it wasn't that my family would not support me. If I'd gone to my family and told them that this is what I was going through, I would have had their full support. But I'm independent. I don't want to hear anyone's mouth because once you start asking for stuff, then they ask you questions and you got to explain. And I wasn't in a place in my, in my life where I wanted to explain anything. So I did what I had to do. Um, at that point, I was working in the medical field and I met um, a lady, her name was TT and I still love her to today. And she just saw something in me and she told me you need to buy a property. And I was looking at her like, I'm 23 years old. I'm not buying a property, but she was from California. She owned a condo in California and she just kept telling me about how she kept it rented. She could always pull money from it. And it was like a cash cow for her. She would not let up until I bought this property. So I was ashamed to come to work and say, like she would say every day, where are we? Where are we? And I was ashamed to say, well, I don't want to do it anymore. And so so since I was afraid to say it, I just went along with it. She hooked me up with um, a loan officer, a realtor and everything. And so that's how I ended up buying my first property at 23. But the caveat to that is the way that I was able to, to afford it was by doing the same exact thing to, that my mom had taught me. So I had a three bedroom. I had a bedroom, my daughter had a bedroom, and I rented that third bedroom out to my friend who's my very good friend right now. So she helped me take care of that property at 23, and that's how I became uh, an investor and in a uh, really my first income property at 23 years old. So that's my story. Once, once I got to that point, I was able to get myself together, and I wasn't on welfare anymore. So that was the beginning of my real estate career. I love it. Yeah, Two love follow-up that. questions. I think your daughter has a midterm rental and is also in real estate as well, maybe in the Washington, D.C. area. Is that correct? She is. She um, actually, um, she owns a property that she midterm, does a midterm rental on in Nashville, Tennessee. But in D.C., she does the Airbnb arbitrage. She does that in D.C. and she does it also in um, Orlando. Got it. So she's doing very well. My 30 year old daughter. Yes. So Love it. it's just going from, from, uh, from one generation to the next. 
Yep. Okay. And then my second part, uh, Keebler products. That's pretty cool. Do you have a favorite cookie that they produce? Uh, I can't remember. It was <laughs> so okay. long ago. I think it was the one that was the cookie on the front, and then it had the chocolate on the back. Yep, I remember you those. What I'm talking about. Yep, those you guys are, are making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you haven't done yet, Katie. You could totally open up a bag. I of totally chips, should just but... like start like munching. Yeah, we room. might get Actually, a bad review, like, but if you're hungry, yes, right? <laughs> if I'm hungry, come on, people. Um, all right, Angelina, tell us if you were to you know you look back, and I'm sure you spent a lot of time kind of reflecting on your past and how far you've come. If you were to look at 21 year old Angelina. Um, maybe when you were at the lowest of the low, what advice would you give her that you wish you knew then? Um, to listen to your parents. Um, cause Hear I that, all little, those kids, all yes, those kids, was, listen up. <laughs> I was, I was rebellious. I will admit that I was rebellious. I was a, a wildflower. I like to do whatever I wanted to do and just wherever the wind took me, that's where I went when I was 21 years old. I was very irresponsible. Um, I would also, um, tell my 21 year old self that I wish I would have graduated and went and had the college experience. That's another thing that I wish that I I would have done, but I did not do that. Um, I ended up getting my real estate license and going in that direction. So I, I never, um, I didn't go to college early on in life. And then do you have any advice for parents listening? Cause we're probably getting more parents than we are kids on the show. <laughs> so advice for parents expect, I only have, I have three girls. When they turn 25 or 26, they come back. They become your best friend again. They become your daughter again. They love you again. They come <laughs> back. <laughs> That's encouraging because my daughter is seven and I'm already terrified for the teenage years because I swear <laughs> she's already like a 15 year old packed into a teeny tiny little body. But if you mess with her, oh man, like she's going to have no issues holding her own, but I she's have to, try to survive. She is so yeah. sassy. The teenage years are, are, are hard. Uh-huh. So yeah, they do come back though. Oh, good. That's so now good. we, you know, where you are now, you're, uh, you sell millions of dollars in real estate annually. You've got a large Instagram, uh, network with like 23,000 followers. Uh, that's, it's not midterm rental focused, but it is real estate focused. So, uh, you know, what's going on right now in life? What are your focuses? And I think you have some advice for creative ways to find properties right now since interest rates are going up as well. Yeah. Um, the thing that the thing that we're having to go to right now are the builders. The builders are who have the creative ways of financing. They're willing to buy that rate down for you. So if you can get in a situation with a with a builder that's willing to buy the rate now, like in in, a, in the Georgia area, uh, we've had builders to buy the rate now to to a four point nine nine percent interest rate, which is great because the, the going rate is a seven point two five, and that's what I try to tell clients. A lot of people are so set on that two percent interest rate. If you got it, that's great, but it it's gone. You know, it's not here. A 4.99, a 5.25 is a great interest rate if you can get that from a builder right now. So that's the creative. Working with the builders is going to be the way to get the lower interest rates right now. Uh, There are some sellers that are willing to uh, pay that fee, but the fee is pretty steep. So you will come out better going with a builder to get them to pay your rate down, to buy your rate down than you will um, a resale. 
So that's the way to go right now if you want a lower interest rate. Awesome. So Angelina, tell us a little bit about your portfolio, how you've grown your portfolio throughout the years, um, and a little bit about each property, if you would. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. I started out with the townhouse and then uh, got married and my husband, he owned a townhouse as well. So we sold both of the townhouses and bought the family home, which is where I am now. And it's where the family lives. Um, Outside of that property, um, we own a property in Buckhead that we um, do as it's a condo that we actually renovated and we do a midterm rental. There is an um, executive um, living there right now. Um, and we got her through Furnished Finder. And um, the second property, we have a condo with uh, panoramic views that is in Midtown that we live in. And we also rent out um, for film. They actually filmed, <laughs> they actually did the shoot for the first day of the Freaknik documentary at our property. Which so documentary? The background of Freaknik. Okay. Did you hear about the Freaknik documentary with Jermaine Dupree? No, about that. No, you didn't. Okay, so if you Google Jermaine Dupree and the Freaknik documentary, the background that you see um, with all the windows and the panoramic view of the city of Atlanta, uh-huh. that's how our property. Cool. So, oh, how fun! Yeah, so we've done we've done uh, several movie shoots there, and then we live there back and forth too. Um, we have two properties on the east side of Atlanta that are regular rentals. Uh, we're in the process um, for 2024 of, of from watching um, your podcast of um, changing one of those properties over to um, a midterm rental for insurance purposes. Oh, good. Um, I love that. Yes. And then we have three, uh, two other properties that are in um, near the airport, um, near Camp Creek uh, Parkway, um, which is a hot area because a lot of people like that area because it's near the airport and not too far from the city. One of the properties is a ranch on a basement. The ranch we rent out is regular rental. The um, basement we turn into a midterm rental and it's worked out perfectly. We've done really well with that property. And then the last property that we have um, on the south side of town is a regular rental. Um, so right now we have three re- regular rentals and three um, um, short term, rent- short term, midterm rentals. And then we have our, our personal property that we, we live in. So do you find with your real estate clients, you have to constantly explain what midterm is? Like, do they all try to just call everything short term that's under a year? Yes, everything is short term. But when I start talking to them about midterm, everybody's excited. It's like something new, um, something innovative and something that they feel that they, they can do well in. It's not as much turnover as the Airbnb. That's what a lot of people it's it's not the stability that you get from the long term rental. Um, it's like in between. So you get a little bit of both. You make more money with the midterm rental without the hassle of the of all the turnover with the short short term rental. So yes, 
Um, Yeah, I think that's, I was even talking to someone today about our own personal renters and they're like, well, are you, are you like, do your properties get trashed? How do you manage all the turnovers and had all these questions? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like that's not what we're doing here. And there's nothing wrong with short-term rentals. I think that's clear. You do make more profits, right? You make more profits, but really it's that you earn more profits because you're handling a lot more turnovers. You're handling potentially, and it's never a guarantee, but more damage to your property. You're definitely having more wear and tear just from people coming in and out, in and out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you earn that, but even with midterm rentals, it's more work than a long term. Um, so you're, you're right. I think, um, those are good things for everyone to always remember. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when did you see value in the midterm rental strategy and choose to start pursuing it yourself? COVID. Oh, that was such a fast answer. Tell us. I feel like there's a lot more to that. <laughs> Tell us more. COVID is when you're stuck in the house and you're just thinking and you're talking to all of your friends that call you. Like I have two two friends that call me with ideas that make me think every single morning of my life. Um, they keep me on my toes and then I have my daughter. She does it. So we're all just, you know, just thinking, what are we going to do? How can we make these properties run better? I had a property during that time where someone just decided to stay and not pay. And I had, and we went a whole year of within a long-term rental with someone living in our property and not paying. And that just left a bad taste in my mouth. So for the, we started out with the property that's like around the corner from us. I had someone lived there. They left. We had, it was a ranch on the basement. We'd had that property since 2006, never got the basement finished. So I was like, why don't I start using properties that we have and make the most of those instead of adding to my portfolio? Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that I did. I was like, why don't I get a tenant in there that's okay with us doing renovations at the bottom? That's going to be okay with me renting the bottom as well. What I do is I pay the water bill. I keep the grass cut. I pay the trash. So that way you're, it's a win-win. You, there's things that I've taken off your plate. There's things that you've taken off my plate. So we ended up getting that um, basement finished. Um, and we added steps that went down. Like you pull into the driveway, you walk down the steps. We got the backyard gated and it just ended up being a, a beautiful product. And as soon as we got it on Furnish Finder, we just got it, it. It stayed booked, just stayed full. And after the first person stayed, it was like taking candy from a baby. So I wanted to know. COVID was such an interesting time because like it was it was challenging for the entire world. Right. But like from a business perspective, um, I saw COVID through the eyes of commercial real estate because I was in commercial real estate at the time. And, but I think these principles really apply to anyone in any aspect of business or goals or anything. It was really the time where it's like, okay, you're up to bat. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It was the time where those who were creative and scrappy and full of good ideas and implementation really rose to the top. And it was the time where we saw where if there was businesses that were maybe not having their best practices, you know, that came, became very, they struggled. It became really transparent, but there was this opportunity within COVID to like sit back and be like, 
okay, what opportunities do we have here? What new things can we try? And I always think that like the business world got pushed forward five years during COVID, right? Like all of a sudden we're now, a lot of us are able to work remotely. We're all doing these things that maybe we would have eventually gotten around to, but that pushed everyone to just do it kind of faster and, and, you know, get on with it. So I think that's, that's really cool. A lot of people think midterm rentals got more popular during COVID because, you know, people were working from home more. If they didn't have room for an office, they needed to go rent an apartment to have an office or, you know, whatnot. And nurses, huge demand for nurses and physicians during that time, which that's all true. But there's also the other side of it where there's time to get a little bit introspective and be like, okay, what am I going to do with this? What's the world going to do? And I think that's important for listeners to remember because whenever there's a challenge, there's two ways you can take it, right? You can take it as kind of defeating and, you know, letting it down and you don't know where to go with it. Or you can say, okay, this is an opportunity. I just have to figure out what the opportunity and have those reserves. So kudos to you for, for saying that. Yeah, yeah, that too. Kudos, kudos to you for having that mindset during then because that was not an easy time to have it it a growth mindset and be positive about things. It was yeah. hard. So, and, yeah, it was. and if you have those reserves, then you have time to think, right? You don't have to freak out and react like, oh my goodness, everything's going down in flames. You have time to reassess figure out what the best strategy is and move forward. So what is it uh, that is recommended? Six months, have reserves of six months, right? For each property. Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Yes, it is. is it, it is recommended. Yes. Yep. And then, and then another thing that happened during COVID, the interest rates were not only low for regular home buyers, they were low for investors as well. So the condo that I that I bought back then was four percent interest rate right. as an investor. You're right. That is unheard of. Right. That is unheard of. Good point. Literally. Can you guys believe that was only like three years ago and change? Right. Wasn't that last Can you year? Believe oh, that? COVID was three years ago. But no, the interest rates oh, and like when like the tank, like like the bottom of the barrel of all those rates. Like I mean. That is just mind blowing to me. I was seeing some pictures the other day and it was like, we're going to have to show our kids that this really happened. You know, people, all the COVID extremes that were happening. And I'm like, that was only three and a half years ago. Like that is bananas. Yeah. That seems like a long time now. Three years is a long time. Yeah. So um, we have made it to the heart of the episode. Uh, Your big takeaways, get your notepad out or whatever it is you want to do to remember Angelina's advice here. So as a um, agent that has 
sells million dollars in real estate, Angelina also takes those opportunities to walk her clients through the midterm rental process from start to finish. If they express interest or through her conversations, they decide, hey, based off of where you're at in life, uh, you know, where you're at financially, this is what we think is the best strategy for you. So I've got kind of the bullet points from our intro call of the, the different steps in the process. And we'll just hear what Angelina has to say about each. And maybe I missed some Angelina. So if I missed any, please add them in. But number one is choosing the right location. So how do you work through that with your clients that say that you figure out the is our best for the midterm rental strategy from my experience and from others that are in this business um the three best areas in atlanta would be the camp creek area which is near the airport and it's easy to get to the city midtown which has access to several hospitals and it's close to a lot of um, restaurants, entertainment, things of that nature. And then Buckhead, which is the heart of Atlanta. That's where everybody wants to live. That's where everybody wants to go. Um, and if there are a lot of hospitals, access to hospitals there. Um, those are the three hot areas. So those are the three areas that I look in when my clients reach out to me and they're interested in um, midterm rentals. So Camp Creek, Midtown, and Lenox. Correct. Those are the three. Um Linux is known as Buckhead as oh, well. Oh, Buckhead, yes. And uh, yeah, uh, most of the time when nurses reach out, the first thing they want to know is entertainment. They want to be entertained when they're not asleep. The four days that they, you know, they work four days, um, um, I think, what, 12, hour, 10 hour shifts. And after that, they do want at least to see the city because most of the time nurses are choosing Atlanta, not just to come here to work and because of the hourly salary. They want to see Atlanta as well as the opportunity to see a new city. So those are the areas um, where you're going to have the, the best entertainment and the closest to the airport and um, to medical facilities. Love it. All right. Now let's talk about giving clients choices. Okay. Do you need a prompt? Okay, let's go. Okay. So we're talking about how it can be move-in ready, but purchased at a higher price. Or you can do a little bit of a DIY situation. So talk us through how you how you help kind of explain that to potential investors. Um, I call it sweat equity. <laughs> um, do you want the sweat equity? <laughs> do you want the sweat equity, or do you want to you you want the move in ready? The sweat equity is going to give you equity moving in, but but up front it's a lot more work. Um, you got to go in and do a renovation project, but you'll be able to get in at a lower price. Uh, but then you have clients. I have clients that call me and they're in other states. They don't want to do all that. They just want to they want a property that's already ready to go. They have money that they need to invest. And this time of year is going to be the time when I'm going to get the most calls because people want to buy pro property so that they can write it off on their taxes next year. They're looking for a tax write off. So those types of clients, they want move in ready. They don't they're they're OK with that. They got money they need to spend. Newer um, investors, investors that, you know, have funds and, or maybe they're um, on, a, on a certain budget or they want numbers to match up a certain way. They're OK with the with the with the um, sweat equity. So that's usually how I what ends up happening as far as choices. I give each one of those types of clients the choice 
but that's usually the way that each one of those clients would go. And I think you also have some important aspects of those that the budget or the direction is a condo versus a single family home. So what do you kind of navigate and, um, and educate your clients on for the condo side of things to make sure that they're making a strong investment versus getting in there and realizing, uh-oh, HOA is not going to work with us on the renovations or on, on the midterm rental strategy, et cetera. Yeah, first of all, you got to make sure that they allow rentals and that they allow um, midterm rentals. A lot of them now are structuring um, the lease where they want it to be for a certain length of time. So you want to make sure that you do that investigation up front because you don't want to buy a condo and then you're constantly getting deemed from the HOA from for running it out incorrectly. That's number one with the condo. Number two, if you're going to do a renovation project, make sure that you check with the HOA and find out what that renovation project is going to entail. When you're dealing with condos, you have to get that project approved up front. And I ran into that issue by buying a condo. So um, I mean, I went through this on, I went through this first and then I was able to walk my clients through it. So number one, if you buy on a floor that is not on the first floor, you have to make sure that you're putting down flooring that's going to be no, none noise. I probably said that mm-hmm. wrong, but um, like like sound dampening. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Soundproof flooring, and it has to be, have the right type of padding underneath it, so that it will be soundproof. So that has to be approved um, ahead of time with the HOA before you can move forward with mm-hmm. that. If you're going to do any projects with um, that, you know, the bathroom or the kitchen. You can't just turn the water well, for a lot of buildings. You can't just turn the water off for your unit. The water has to be turned off for the building. So you have to get there to, yeah, to, to get that taken care of so that, that it's turned off at a certain period of time when no one's hardly using the water and, and you can get your project done. Um, another thing is when you're trying to move in furniture um, with H, I mean, with condos, you have to book that ahead of time. So you got to make sure that you're, two or three weeks ahead of time with um, booking that. And, and then you have to book the freight elevator as well in order to move in all of your stuff. And for your contractors to be able to move in all of the materials that they're going to be working with. So with condos, it's just a lot of upfront work that you need to make sure that you um, do your investigation on before you make the um, decide to go with a condominium. Good points. I'm going to add one thing for the HOA portion of it is if your HOA does currently say that it allows anything over 30 days or even it allows short-term rentals, well, it's important to understand how things, how decisions can be made as well. Is it, you know, a property management company that can make a change at the drop of a hat uh, and they have all the power or is it all the homeowners in the condo association have to reach a certain number of votes uh, to make a change. And that's where we're at with uh, to our two properties in Georgetown is it's part of an HOA and it's a great HOA because it's anything 30 day plus, but it takes 
80% of the owners to be able to make a change. And we get maybe 10 to 15 at the HOA meeting. Yeah, you're never going to reach that. We're never going to reach it. So our our midterm rentals are protected. Where in Belton, oh, Katie, there's this lakefront lakefront (laughs) condo complex with the cutest studios. All of them Mm. have waterfront views. It sounded like that place you were describing, Angelina, but we can't invest Uh there because there was an Airbnb party. Everyone, like whatever happened, there was a decision that was made that said, nope, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to six month rentals only or, or more. And so could we embrace six month rentals potentially, but it's just not really worth it. Right. So definitely know how changes can be made in your HOA. And and I think to add to that, and Angelina, I'm, I'm going to step out on a limb here and assume that this is something that you offer your clients as well as an agent that you can rely on your agent to help you with these things, right? You don't need to go figure this out on your own. Um, we own a property. One of our midterm rentals is a condo we own. And our agent knows us so well that before she even comes to us with the property, she's like, and I checked midterms are okay. Awesome. Here's the restrictions on pets. Here's, you know, the 411 on the, on the HOA because some HOAs are depending on where you're at in the country, the structure of the building, the size, whatnot. Some HOAs are very simple. Like I think the HOA docs for our condo are like six pages. Like it's very simple. Whereas the HOA for our personal home, oh man, (laughs) It's very elaborate. So you have all sorts of ranges and I I think it varies a lot regionally as well, but just know the point is to kind of know what you're getting into and let your agent help you with that because you guys are like magicians with that. I'm like, anytime I would try to like, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to save my agent a question and I'm going to try to figure this out because I have the HOA docs and I'm like, nope, this is terrible. (laughs) But she could find it in like the drop of a hat. So rely on, rely on them as a part of your team because you also want to know, you know, are pets okay? What size pets are okay? What are the policies around pets? You know, are there breed restrictions? Are there size restrictions? Can you have a boa constrictor? Like what are your limits here? So, um, okay. So Angelina, let's assume that you have a client that, you know, they got their midterm rental. You guys have closed on the property. Now they're ready to furnish it. What type of tips would you give someone on furnishing their midterm rental? Because Kelly and I, I feel like could talk about furnishings all day. (laughs) I I have had a lot of luck going. There's two rooms to go outlets here in Atlanta. And actually I have someone that works there and I let him know when I'm getting another midterm or one of my clients is getting a midterm and he starts pulling furniture and he starts sending stuff to me. He already had, yeah, he already um, dealt with the first, my, my first midterm rental when I just entered the store. I was like, let me try going here because I need to get furniture really fast. He already had experience with working with Airbnbs and midterm rentals. So he was like, no, you need to make sure you get a bed with a headboard that you can wipe down. Don't get a bed, a cloth. You know, you need to make sure the mattress has a mattress cover. So here's the mattress cover that you need to have for your mattress. Like he was able, he's the person that actually pulled things for me and will send me, text me over furniture as it comes in. And that's where I get most of my furniture from. Um, 
what I try, what I always um, do with my properties and I advise with my clients' properties is, you know, neutral colors, but then you have other things that pop. Like I'm going to have my rugs are going to pop. My pillows are going to pop. My bedding is going to pop. But the rest of my furniture is going to be neutral. But those popping colors look so good on pictures because you won't believe how the pictures is going. The pictures are are, are what these um, tenants are going to use to choose your property. So if you go in, um, even on Furnish Finder, I, I learned this recently. If you if someone reaches out to you and they're interested in your property, you can go in and see all of the properties that they've selected that were their favorites. And those are like my competition. So that's how I was able to go in and see what my competition was. So from my competition, I can see like, oh, oh, they did this. They did that. And it's always the colors that seem to get that that people are choosing. They never choose a unit that has bland colors. So that would be my recommendation. You guys, the last three studios I got, they're all like in the same family of buildings. I put a green velvet couch in all it's three of them. It's beautiful. It's like emerald green. And I right? was, yeah, I was so nervous. I was so nervous, but I was like, because I bought it online too. I was like, okay, this is either going to be really good or really bad, but it's so cute. I'm obsessed with it. It's, it is very cute, especially with the gold accents. I love emerald green and gold together. Sometimes you got to stand out a little bit, yeah, right? I'm sure that's nice. <laughs> yep. All right. So Angelina, now they have their property furnished. Let's talk them through the marketing. You know, this is my love language here. The marketing is Furnish Finder. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, once you put it on Furnish Finder, I mean, it's going to go. Um, so, so the marketing that I do, I, I do furnish finder. I also do Zillow. I also do Airbnb and VRBO. Um, but I do the longer term stays for our, our VRBO and Airbnb. And like I said, believe it or not, Zillow has that option as well. And Zillow, Zillow is good. And it's back to free again. I like that. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> for the first property, I thought it was. So is it still free if you do more than one property? I don't know. I didn't look at that closely. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, those are the four portals that I go to and my properties stay booked and so do my clients because I I check in on them. And um, if they have a vacancy, we all kind of check in on each other and we send send people to each other and all of that as well. So once you work with me, it's almost like a little network of, of, uh, of us who work together and we try to make sure that our units stay, uh, stay booked. A lot of people are doing that. We're hearing that over and over again of how many people like creating a network within their community because there's plenty of business to go around. You just, you know, you just have to be able to share and work together. And same thing with the, with the guy who's feeding you all the furniture advice. It's like, we hear at the heart of our show, how much, is it's about relationships. You know, it's like, it's not up the house. It's not about the buildings. Now, all of that comes together to make a great experience, but it's the person that has made the home what it is, right? It's those contacts that you build that grow your network. So I really love, I really love what you're saying because we hear that over and over again, how much relationships are at the core of midterm rentals. And you touched on this a little bit earlier, but the photography is one of the main p- 
parts of marketing your property. It's huge. We live in a visual world. We live in something where we want to be able to scroll quickly and see what there is to offer and say, yes, I'm interested or no, I'm not. Um, and I've noticed that a lot of your properties, you feature the kitchen first. Tell us why you do that. Uh, because, um, well, the property where I feature the kitchen first is it's one big room. And let's not forget, it's a basement unit. So I can't feature the front of the property. I have to I have to focus on the best part of the property. So that's the reason why I featured it, because it, that kitchen ties into the living room. And I added when we did a renovation project, I added an island because I felt like if you add an island, then that's less furniture that I have to get. That That's the eating place. That's a place to sit and, and talk. Um, and then it ties into the living room. So that's the reason why. And then we all know real estate one-on-one, bathrooms and kitchens, that's what sells your home. Even when you're doing a renovation project, if you only renovated your bathroom and kitchen, that's going to sell that home. That is the most important feature yep. of your home. And imagine if you were a travel nurse. Those are the two places that you're going to spend the most time with and you're going to want to be clean and up to date. So that's the reason why I focused on it too. All right, Kelly, what do you feature the most? At least I say the most or the most prevalent or first when you're thinking about the order of your photographs. Definitely. I'm a firm believer of variety. So I will typically rotate mine. If mine is available and I'm like within the last 30 days, then I might rotate it once a week or, uh, you know, once every couple days if it's, if it's getting close to the availability date. And sometimes I'll build, and I've seen a lot of people do it much better than I do, but like a, a collage type picture to put as a main photo. But my biggest advice for main photos is whenever you upload it, don't trust the way it looks uh, when you upload from the upload screen. Go look at it on the live listing. Go look at it on your desktop version. Go look at it on the app version to make sure that you're getting the best uh, visual because all the all the photo displays are different sizes. Even within mm -hmm. one site, you might have three different sizes. Yeah. I have been also tinkering with mine. If I have a vacancy or I have a vacancy coming up, I will play with it. I've been putting as my first few photos, whatever about the property I feel like stands out the most. And since I have a lot of studios, a lot of mine have been kind of like the wide angle shot that does show the kitchen also shows the living area space, right? So it's just kind of like the overall, like here, here is it all because I feel like you get that wow factor. I think a lot of times with slightly larger properties, you really do get the wow factor with the bathroom or the kitchen, right? That's what we all want. Um, but with some smaller properties, I think it's important not to show just a picture of the couch. I see that a lot when I'm looking through listings. Now, don't get me wrong. My green couch that I love so dearly, it has a real cute picture of it because that's like, I don't know. It's just like, I'm so, I just love that couch so much. And it's so cute and stylish and it's also really comfortable, but that's not my main photo. My main photo is like, look at this space. Don't you want to come live here? <laughs> right. So I think it's also just like what what represents your property in the best way, right? Like what 
what photo makes you want to learn more or makes you want to inquire or makes you want to stay there? That's the proper, that's the picture that you should probably lead with. And if you don't have those, you guys hire a real estate photographer. They are so affordable and they do such a good job. I mean, they do such a good job. So it is worth the investment. You make back the money that you spend on them so quickly. Like if I had one, one tip that I could just give every single landlord, it would just be find a real estate photographer you love and just create that relationship. So, well, Angelina, it was so good to talk with you today. I love these episodes where we can get tips and action items that our landlords can take and put into place in their own practices and properties, especially, you know, kind of low hanging fruit that they can do quickly. So thank you so much. Can you tell everyone um, where they can find you if they want to connect with you and learn more? Yes, I'm on Instagram and my Instagram um, page is at Angie Real Estate. That's at Angie Real Estate. And spell, how do you spell Angie on there? A-N-G-I-E Real Estate. Love it. All right, you guys. Well, as always, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to give us some feedback, ask some questions to Angelina. Um, And also we would appreciate your review. We'd appreciate it if you subscribed, hang out with us more often so we can all up our landlording game. 